You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles, and I take it if you are listening to this right now, you have just finished part one, or you just got done with your bathroom break, or you're checked on your kids, or you maybe you paid some bills online, but uh, now I'm not going to waste your time. Let's just go ahead and get right into part two of my interview with Big George. What are some other obstacles that a camera guy like yourself would face? You know, obviously you're you're in charge of the equipment. I mean, like well, you weather. know, weather. I mean, yeah. the weather. You know, the weather is a is a huge obstacle. I mean, you know, Mother Nature doesn't care about you and your camera. Right. Um, so, you know, you're out there, and and it's it, one thing I say I can handle being out there, and it starts raining. The hardest thing is to go hunt. Why? You know if it's already raining i mean that's brutal it seems like it's just you don't mind getting wet if you're already out there but to have to walk outside into the rain i mean that's that stinks but uh we did uh, here's a funny story one time lee and i were we were going to hunt one morning it was everything was iced over we had it was iowa we had i don't know maybe a foot of snow on the ground and we crossed the creek behind his house and we're on the ice in the creek, and it, it broke through, and Lee punches the four-wheel. I mean, we're soaked and wet, frozen, and get up in the tree, and I go to lock my camera into the into the head on the base. The bottom of the camera is a sheet of ice. I, I We couldn't hunt. We had to turn around and go back to the house. I mean, because I couldn't, I couldn't get the camera on the arm. Uh, everything was frozen solid. I mean, it was, that was... Uh, it was pretty funny. Um, I, I have gotten out to the, got to where we were going hunting and looked at Lee and said, oh, man, I, I left the camera back at the house. I think I've done that twice. Um, but, they, you know, it's going to happen when you when you have a couple thousand days in the field. I mean, you know, so two times out of all that time I think is pretty good, but it still stinks. I mean, it's um, – I we were in um, in Wyoming antelope hunting, and, Actually, we were mule deer hunting, and all morning we were out chasing mule deer, and it was 100 degrees out, and we were close to the outfitter's truck. He's like, man, let's just go sit in the truck and, and, and get a little air conditioned. So walk up to his truck, and, and he had a toolbox on the back, and I just sat the big camera on top of the toolbox and got in, and he gets in the front seat, and we're just enjoying some air conditioning, and all of a sudden the guy puts the car, the truck in reverse, and backs up, and I hear a wham on the ground. I was like, 
And Lee looked back at me and he was like, what was that? I said, that was the camera. Oh, and the big camera fell off and it ended up shattering some of the XLR ports uh, on the back of the camera, which luckily those big cameras had XLR ports up front too. So we were, we were able to, you know, finish the week out. But yeah, it was about $6,000 worth of, worth of damage uh, to the rear end of that DSR 300. Um, yeah, I, I, now that I start thinking about it, I'm like, man, there's more stuff that's happened over the I years. Mean, I, so. I'm sure over 16 years, you got some crazy stories. Yeah, I mean, you know, though, I mean, I've been really, really lucky. And, and I, again, I equate a lot of that luckiness to having good people that I was with. You know, uh, Lee and Tiffany were always there to help and make sure, you know, um, yeah, in my younger days, sometimes I needed a little boot in my rear end to make sure I had everything charged and yep. all my batteries are on the chargers at night. And then again with, with Duff, I mean, Duff was always there to help carry and, you know, now everybody's running these little POV cameras everywhere and, and, um, you know, running GoPros and, and Duff was always a huge help. You know, he'd, he'd pack around a lot of the GoPros and, and, you know, get those set up when we got there. But one thing I have to say is, you know, we were probably Lee and I and Tiffany were one of the first ones to take a little camera and mount it up into a tree above us to get that second angle. Yeah. Um, you know, Michael Waddell and Steve Finch were, we were all kind of doing it at the same time. And, and now, I mean, you got guys running four, five, six, seven cameras out there, you know, and uh, which I think it's a little too much. But yeah. again, you know, people think that's going to set them, you know, set them apart, and you know, we're stepping outside the box. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's a little. That to me, it's a little out of control because the main focus needs to be on that that animal. You know, I'm a big believer in that. You know, that's the most important thing. I see too many guys today you know, zooming in and out, in and out from the deer to the hunter, from the deer to the hunter. And I'm like, all right, man, let me take a dram of me before I watch this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and here's, here's a tip. It, it, what I tell everybody is if I could rip the zoom controller off of every camera, I'd make you go film without a zoom controller for the first year of your career. You yeah. know, people get zoom controller happy and, and you know, things are changing again today with these, you know, fixed lenses and DSLRs out there and stuff. I mean, it's it's definitely different. Um, I'm not gonna lie; it's it's been a big change for me. You know. So, what is the best part about being a cameraman for a hunting television show? Watching your fans, watching people enjoy it you know, um, getting the feedback. I mean, there's going to be negative, but, but just listening to all the positive feedback and, um, you know, you know, just given, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me is, is, you know, is watching, you know, how many people watch outdoor television now and, and, and have learned so much. People have learned so much from outdoor television. I mean, you can't, you, today you can't tell somebody this is a 130 or this is a 160 when they know it's a 130. People are smarter. I mean, outdoor television has educated the, the, uh, weekend warrior, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, and, and they're smart, you know, but yeah, just, um, just listening to people, you know, talk about the shows. And I mean, again, I mean, 
I'm like the prince of the outdoor industry. I mean, Big George is what people know me by. I mean, most people don't even know my last name. Uh, I, I bet 90% of the industry doesn't know my name. And, and I've been pretty lucky, you know, to, to kind of make a name for myself, um, you know, through Lee and Tiffany, no yeah. doubt about it. And, and, and even all the way back to my buddy Tim Richardson and, and, and then Ricky Joe. Um, and it, it's been fun. And I just, I love... I love talking to people, you know, um, I love going to the trade shows and, and hearing everybody saying, man, I love this hunt. I love this, you know, oh man, you know, that was awesome. You guys doing this or, um, you know, one of the biggest things I get is we were, we were cutting, you know, we were hanging a set one time and, and I got into some multi-floral rows and I mean, I was covered, I was stuck, you know, and Tiffany had to come over and basically spent about 10 minutes trimming me out of this multi-floral rose bush and still till this day i mean people come up to me like oh i remember when you got stuck in that multi-floral rose bush that was hilarious <laughs> you know i mean you know that's the that's the the funny stuff um you know but really just i think outdoor television has really helped educate the the average i, I, I hate to say average hunter you know because you know we're no different than they are we're just you know we're luckier than they are. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I mean, I, I, it's sad because today it seems like the guy with the most money kills the biggest deer. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the part I hate about it, you know, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, Lee, Lee spent his whole life and worked his butt off to, to be able to have what he has. And when people say, well, if I had what Lee has, I'd be able to kill. Well, there's a reason Lee has that. Nobody handed it to him. He's he's one of eight kids. He grew up in a in a fifteen hundred square foot home with seven brothers and sisters, a mother and a father. You know, um, nothing was handed to him. You know, he didn't walk into a farm one day and say, "Oh, Lee, here's your here's your farm." You know, right? I mean, and, and that's the one thing that drives me crazy is you know, oh well, if, if I hunted where they did or if I had what they did, well, there's a reason why he does. I mean, because he built that, he worked hard for that. You know. Mm -hmm. um so but yeah that's you know just just the fans i mean just the you know people enjoying the outdoor television stuff is it, it's fun to watch now what's the worst and part? i don't i don't watch i don't watch outdoor television so <laughs> what's the worst part yeah. egos egos you know um i mean we're deer hunters we're not right. curing cancer i mean we should all be happy for the next guy if he kills a big deer yeah um you know, no. I think we've gotten away from our, I think the outdoor television has gotten people away from our grassroots of, of hunting, you know, um, hey, if a guy shoots a six point, man, be happy for him. You know what I mean? That might be the biggest deer he's ever seen in his life. But, you know, it, how do you feel about maybe the idea that the outdoor industry is maybe giving some, some false expectations? False hope? Yeah. Yeah. To, to no, the, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, people, you know, obviously the best of the best is shown on TV. Right. You know, people are watching the biggest deer, the best hunts, uh, the coolest places. And not everybody, not everyone has that opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what, you know, hurts this industry a little bit is that, man, I mean, we're really lucky to do what we do. And... Again, we just need to think about the little guy. I mean, 
I know so many people, you know, in states that, I mean, they're never going to see a 180-inch deer. Right. You know, they're never going to see a 150. You know, so so we have to, I mean, we have to understand those people as well as we do the guys that are hunting these giant deer and, and these world-class whitetails, um, you know, because they're the ones, those are the people that, that, give us our jobs i mean they're the ones supporting us and and you know it you hear that's one of the most negative things we hear in this industry is well i'll never be able to kill a deer like that yeah probably not i mean most of those people will never see a boone and crockett whitetail yeah you know and and here we are i mean sometimes we take it for granted you know um, I tell you who I really, really, you know, love today is Nate Hosey, you know, and headhunters. I mean, you know, Nate's a deer hunter, you know, and, and Nate's going to try to shoot a mature deer or, but man, if there's a deer that comes by that tickles his fancy, he's going to put an arrow in him. You know what I mean? Right. He's not, he's not going to try to be, you know, somebody he's not. And, and that's the one thing I can't. Now, the, again, the ego thing in this industry, everybody needs to be ha- happy for everybody else, you know, no matter what they shoot, where they shoot it, how they shoot it, um, you know, but there's, it's not like that, you know, it's, uh, it's sad, <laughs> it's really, really sad. Yeah, and, you know, and that's one crazy thing that I've, I've noticed, and, and I'll, I've been in, I, I don't want to say in it, because I, I'm nowhere close to your level, but I've been, you know, with the WKP from the start right. for eight years, and I've been to the ATA shows and all the trade shows and, you know, to some of those gatherings, and it is crazy how, you know, oh, he shot a, you know, he shot a big buck, he's the shit, and then the next year, nobody even cares about who that person is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's that you just nailed it yeah. right there. You know, I mean, it's it's not always about that. You know, I think people think it is. There's so many people I see coming to this industry that want to be a hat signer. Yeah. You know, and it's like, really, man, you're doing if you if that's your mo, you're doing this for the wrong reasons. Right. You know, and and again, you know, and, and everybody, when I talk, I always lean on Lee and Tiffany just because that's what I know and yeah. and. And, and it's their, their plan has worked, you know, and, and they, they've really built something special and, but there's a lot of hard work. I mean, they work just as hard as anyone else. I mean, they're out there and Lee's doing his own food plots. He's not hiring somebody to do them. I mean, you know, um, nothing is, I mean, to the people that really make it, nothing is handed to them. I mean, um, you know, and then you, you see these TV shows where, oh, okay, I have a lot of money. I'm going to have an outdoor TV show. Why? Well, what's your Emma? Go hunting. Why would you want to mess with it? If you have that much money, why would you want to mess around having a TV show? Right. You know, go hunt. Well, that's because there's an ego thing there where, you know, you you think, you know, you need to go out and, and, and sign hats and kiss babies, you know, and that's, yeah. I can't stand it. And, and the other thing I can't stand it are the people that talk the big, you know, yeah, I'm only shooting mature deer and this and that. And at the first opportunity, when something's going bad and they're having a tough week, they shoot the first two year old that walks by. Yeah. That kills me. I mean, that right. ki- I mean, that just, I mean, I just, 
I don't want to hear it. I mean, you here you are telling everybody oh, you got to shoot mature deer, you got to shoot this and that. And me, I have not shot many big deer in my life, but I have three deer on my wall that are six years old or older, and none of them score over 140 inches. Yeah. But to me, those are awesome because those deer don't know the difference that they're carrying a 180 inch rack on their head or 140 inch rack right. you know but they survived for six seven years of their life so you know to me that's i could care less what they score you know um it's all about age and i think everything today is all antler driven yep yep you know, so it's, I it's, it's it's tough so the next the next question it's kind of changing yeah. subjects just a bit. Yeah, but that's fine. I got I get to rambling sometimes. No, that's fine. This is good this is really good stuff. Because of the editing out, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're like you said, you're filming twenty seven hours that are cut down to mm-hmm. twenty two minutes. What what is something that is always left out or is regularly left out of a, a typical hunt that it may be important or that um you know the viewers of a hunting show may not know about, but want, but find interesting. Well, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, because there's so many television shows today, I, you know, that that's a tough one because there's not. You, you want to think you're giving them everything, right. you know, as a as a producer or an editor. I mean, you're you're trying to tell the whole story. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are overdone. I, I think we don't, you know, I think we need to step back and go back 10, 15 years and make it more about the animal again than it, than it is about the personality. Yeah. Um, you know, cause that, that animal is what got, got us here, you know? Exactly. And, and now it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want to see the inside of an airport anymore, you know? I mean, I, I don't want to see somebody eating dinner, um, you know? I want to go back to True Blue Boom. I mean, you know, Real Tree was amazing to me back in the day because it was all about just, I mean, it was about the deer, you know? It wasn't about the personality that shot the deer. Um, and, it, and, it's, and it's hard, and that's why, you know... Um, you know, one thing about filming with Duff and Major League Bowhunter, I mean, you know, Duff, man, we, we picked out a specific deer, and, and when we hunted that deer hard, and we passed up a ton of deer that most people would have shot, but Duff wasn't going to go back on his laurels and, and, and do something that he didn't believe in, you know what I mean? So I don't know if there really is something that's left out. I mean, just, again, there's so many people out there doing it, and um, I, I don't know if I could really think of anything that i'm like wow i wish this was in the show or um you know what i what i do like major league bow hunter did something that i thought was really cool is when they went did the show called back to the basics and and duff was a hundred percent behind this and jeff was a little optimistic on man i don't know you know i think people will you know nobody wants to go back to the basics and and let me tell you the, the ratings for those shows were amazing, you know. Um, people loved it that, you know, we kind of went back to, hey, okay, here, here, you know, 
and and it's simple. Let's not make this difficult. You know, you need to shoot your bow. You need to do these few things. You know, obviously you need to be hunting in the right area, but um, it's not. It's hard, but it's not as hard as as we make it look. Um, analyzing everything. Yes, yeah. exactly. That you know, that's the biggest thing, and and I um. I think the one thing is that if there's anything that's left out is more the guys behind the scenes, the guys like myself, you know. Um, and we we did a show with Major League Bowhunter, uh, the producer show, and and basically it just talked about our season with our guy, you know. Everybody had Chipper had his cameraman, and Duff had me, and Jeff had Brandon, and. And and we did a we did every year we the final show would just be us talking about the season and and, and those hunts that you know we were a part of and I, I think we're the unsung heroes of you know this industry because we make these people look good you know <laughs> without them they're just another hunter yeah for sure for sure you know so I I mean if there's anything that would be the one thing that's um, you know, left out, um, you know, even Primos, I mean, all those years, you know, they were the ones that did it right. They, they always, you knew there was a cameraman there, you know, people aren't stupid and they know somebody's there filming this. Yeah. And then you had other shows where, Oh, don't, you can't talk. You can't do this. You know, you know, what is there? Some kind of ghost up there? I mean, (laughs) you know, you know, there's a human being up there doing this and, and that's the one thing I always loved about Primos' stuff is, man, they, the interaction between the hunter and the, the cameraman slash producer, whatever you want to call him, everybody's got a different name for him. Um, so, you know, that, that would probably be the only thing I think. Uh, and I think that's changed today, yeah. too, I think, because people are smarter. People yeah. know there's someone there. Now, the last two questions... Um, you can just tell me yes or no on this this one. If you want to elaborate a little bit, go for it. Outside of filming hunting, do you have another job or business I don't. or anything like that? Okay. Well, I mean, I do. I'm working on something now that I want to talk to you a little later about. Um, it's called Sportsman's Passport, and but I really we can't. I don't want to. Yeah, for sure, I, I've seen. I mean, the, I'll tell you about it. But yeah, we're yeah. you know that's that's still in the works and. We had a few setbacks, but um, Russell wanted me to talk to you about maybe incorporating your blog into the site and kind of being a part of, you know, Sportsman's Passport. But yeah, we can we'll, talk about, we'll talk that, about that. Yeah, you know, um, you know when I when I come home um, again, you know, I, I basically put in as many hours during those four or five months that most people do in a year at at a job, you know, and I am off. I mean, I'm off, you know, I mean, besides doing some trade shows, uh, doing the big shows, um, you know, and we do some of the smaller trade shows in the, in different States. Um, but you know, then you're back to doing food plots and hanging tree stands. So, I mean, it really is a, uh, a full-time job. Um, and then I come home and I just work, I, I help a buddy of mine out that has a couple businesses and stuff and, and I play a lot of golf. I mean, that's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my hobby. I, I'd say golf is my hobby now, like hunting was, you know, yeah. but hunting's now my job. 
uh, or the outdoor industry is my job. But yeah, no, I mean, I am, um, you know, I'm working on some things because I, I know I can't do this forever. Right. Um, right. My knees, my, I've had, you know, two knee surgeries. Been there. Um, climbing up and down, you know, trees for all those years, and and I'm a lot, I'm a lot lighter than I was, which I know which you're I like been. medium George right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I've lost ninety pounds so Jeez. far, so um, and it, it's definitely helped, and it'll be interesting, you know. I mean, my knees still bother me, but you know, climbing up and down in all those clothes when it's cold out, I mean, it's uh, I, and I'd say I feel like I'm pretty nimble for a big guy yeah. getting up and down um, these trees over the years, but yeah. You know, no, not really. I mean, I I take that time to spend as much time with my my kids and my wife that I can, and it helps that my wife's a school teacher and she's off in the summer, so we spend a lot of time together. And and then for four or five months, she's a single mom. I mean, yeah. she's it's just her and and uh, and the kids while I'm on the road. Um, but you know, it, it's everybody makes sacrifices. I'm not special. You know, That's there's. Right. A lot of people out there that make a ton of sacrifices, and um, you know, we just you just you know work hard. Hard, hard work never killed anyone, so um, you know it's. Um, and you don't have no. You don't have to answer this question in regard like your personal finances, but and if you want that, that would be awesome. But what does a cameraman make? in a day of recording, let's say I need to man for it, a week or, or, or a it year. Vary, it, it's, it varies so much. Yeah. I mean, I can't even, I, I mean, I wouldn't even, I mean, it's, <laughs> do I think I make enough? No. Yeah. I mean, I'd always, everybody wants to make more, you know, um, but there's different perks that come along with it, you know, that, um, you know, we, we, we get, taking care of in other ways, whether it's from the manufacturers and, um, and then there's other guys that make a ton of money, you know? And I mean, so that, that's a hard one. I mean, you know, I remember starting filming for $150 a day, Yeah, you know, um, you know, back in the day and, and today I hear these kids, man, they, oh, we're not, we're not working for less than 300 a day. I'm like, what? but you don't have any experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my buddy said that's what he got paid. I'm like, well, it doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, um, but I've been on shoots where it's $800 a day, you know? Um, and then, you know, but I, I'd say it averages somewhere about $300 a day to, you know, top end four, four fifty. I mean, yeah, that, that's a tough one because, yeah. I want to, I don't, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, there really is no set value, which I always wanted to start a union, you know, um, <laughs> a, not even a union, just a group of guys that get together and, and, and say, okay, look, man, this is what, you know, we're going to get and everybody's going to stick by their guns, but then you always get the guy that'll undercut you, you know, just to, to work. And I'm not, I've never been that guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I value my, my experience and my knowledge is worth something, you know, and I've, I've lost jobs, you know, freelance stuff where, you know, people call me up and I'm like, well, how much? And I tell them, they're like, well, are you crazy? I'm like, no, but I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to get out of bed for what you want to pay me, Yeah, you know, and 
And then there's other people that are like, man, that's all you charge, you know? So it's, I mean, that, that, that's, there's a huge variable there. Um, and, uh, and it all depends who you're working for too. I mean, not every TV show is making a ton of money. Um, you know, there's probably 10% of them that do really, 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 really well, you know, but then there's a lot of them that are just, you know, I don't know how they stay in business. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, and, and that's, the one thing I found out in this industry, there's a lot of guys that have TV shows that think they're they're good businessmen, and they're not. Right. You know, um, you know, they may be great hunters and stuff, but when it comes to being a businessman, yeah, you know. But again, that's off the record. I mean, there's, <laughs> um, you know, uh, again, I, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, it's been. It's been good to me. Yeah. I mean, the industry's been... You've supported a family the, off it, so it can't be too terribly bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, barely. I mean, I'm not I'm not living in no mansion. I get, guarantee you that. Um, uh, but, you know, do you do it for the money or do you do it for the love of it? I mean, as I get older now, it, it's becoming more about the money, you know. Um, when I was younger, it was all about my passion for the outdoors and... and um, you know, I've, I've helped a lot of people get a lot of things, and I look back at some people, and I'm like, well, man, man, you made a lot more money at it than, than I did, and, and I'm the one that helped you get started, you know, but uh, that's that's life, you know, that's, that's the nature right. of the beast. I mean, that's, you know, and I don't, I don't dwell on that. Um, I just, uh, you know, I just go out and, and, and give 100%, and I'm not perfect by any means, um, but, you know, I just try to work hard and, and, and give, uh, everybody, you know, if, if I'm working freelancing for somebody, I mean, I give them all I, I can, you know, to, to, uh, you know, hopefully give them a good product at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, it's, and it's changed. This industry has changed a, a ton, you know, um, but it's been fun and and i know i'm i'm near the end of my rope you know with it i i I don't have many years left um but you know i still it takes me a while now to get geared back up for the next year i can tell you that i mean you know i used to deer season would be over and i couldn't wait for you know turkey season to get here and get out there filming and get ready for the fall and now it's like oh I wait until now, till August, you know, and start putting out my own trail cameras and then get a little, I start to get excited and I'm getting excited now just doing this interview with you, you know, Yeah. but that just, just shows me that, you know, it's, it's getting old. Yeah. Well, Hey man, I tell you what, I, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your day to do this because no, I, I really appreciate it. Again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, um, you know, you're uh, you're doing well and and uh appreciate your friendship and yeah you know being able to because uh, i've seen a lot of friendships go by the wayside in this industry which is probably the hardest thing um yeah. i mean people all- that were really close you know and it's over a damn deer and it's it's sad but yeah um you know you know you know how it goes i mean it's i it's just a, it's such a small community right I mean, it's People don't realize how small the hunting industry are, that this part of the industry is, you know, um, it's, it's very, very minute and I, 
I have people tell me every day it's no different than corporate America. Same stuff happens, you know, just yeah. on a, a larger scale. And, and but again, it's the hardest industry I think to break into, uh, the easiest one to get out of. I mean, you know, you burn one or two bridges, you know, you know, yeah. see it. We don't. Nobody wants them around anymore. So, right. yeah, I appreciate the phone call and and. Uh, you know, if you if there's anything else that pops up as you're, you know, writing this, um, you know, any more questions, man, just just call me. Uh, yeah, I sure. mean, I, I love talking about it. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we I left out. Um, I get I get long-winded on one subject, but. Well, and there you have it, guys. Uh, That brings us to an end of this interview. Hopefully you guys found this as interesting as I did. And uh, like I said, sorry that we didn't get to cover any gear this year or this week. Um, The guy backed out on me, but I can tell you that we have stuff lined up for next week already. I'm not going to tell you what that is just in case they back up back off too but uh it is a holiday weekend i hope everybody has uh, a happy thanksgiving a merry thanksgiving and uh look for one early next week and uh then i should be popping them out hopefully knock on wood uh every week or every other week depending on uh on on the schedule or on my availability i'm still going to be out there trying to kill a buck this weekend so uh if you are Good luck to you and wear your damn safety harness.